You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Daily Social Distancing Show. I'm Trevor Noah, and today is officially day 36. Yeah, day 36 of us staying inside to try and prevent the spread of coronavirus. And because a lot of you are cooking for the first time now that you're trapped indoors, here's your coronavirus quarantine tip of the day. Baking soda and baking powder are very different things. Also, baby powder isn't made out of babies. <laughs> Crazy what we're all learning in quarantine. Anyway, on tonight's episode, the hot gossip about Kim Jong-un. Jordan Klepper gets advice from survivalists and President Trump builds a wall around the entire country. So let's get straight into it. Welcome to the Daily Social Distancing Show. From Trevor's couch in New York City to your couch somewhere in the world, this is the Daily Social Distancing Show with Trevor Noah. Ears edition. With all the negative coronavirus news going around, it's important to remember that the world is not ending. It's just on pause, like a very weird pause. You know, like when you pause a movie and then the actor's face is stuck in a weird position, like... So, because this is just a pause, it's important to remember to smile. And for that, we turn to our segment, Array of Sunshine. Our first ray of sunshine involves Zoom. It's the popular video conferencing app and the reason why one corner of your house is so clean. And now, an animal sanctuary in California has announced a new service where they'll be renting out their animals to appear in your Zoom meetings. Yeah, you can pay anywhere from $65 to $100 and then you can have a goat, a llama, a cow, a pig, or a turkey make a surprise appearance on your Zoom call, which, is all fun and games until the goat outperforms you in your meeting. I'm sorry to tell you, James, but Scruffy really had some great ideas and blew you out of the water. So, uh, (laughs) you're fired. But on the real though, this is a really novel idea. Because I mean, usually the only animals we have on calls at our company is Craig from IT. Close your mouth when you eat, Craig. We can see you. It's a camera. Oh, a little advice though. If you are gonna Zoom with animals, please, Remember to be sensitive to your new coworkers because otherwise things could get really awkward. So to sum up, great job all around team. I think we're gonna land the Henderson account. Excuse me real quick, I'm gonna take a quick bite of my burger. Wow. Wow, really? What? You're just gonna eat that burger right in front of me? That's my bad, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about that. That could be my uncle, man. How would you feel if I just started eating your granddad on a Zoom call? I I do not know what to say other than I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for that. (laughs) Man, I'm just playing with you. It's cool. I eat a burger every now and then, too. (laughs) Oh, you had me going, man, for a second. I thought, wait, you what? (laughs) I love cows. Now, insulting animals isn't the only thing you can do online these days. Andrew Cuomo, the only governor in America who can pull off a tracksuit, has signed an executive order allowing New York couples to get their marriage licenses online. And he's authorized clerks to perform wedding ceremonies over video. Now look, if you ask me, I don't think anyone, I don't think any one of us should be making any big life decisions during quarantine, okay? No one. Your concept of love is totally skewed right now. You can trust me on this. I spent most of last week in a relationship with a bottle of Purell. 
I mean, think about it. You're locked up with one person for so long, you're probably gonna forget other people exist. Yeah, you'll be like, you're the best guy in the world, let's get married. And then you're gonna take one walk and you'll be like, what have I done? <laughs> Basically, any marriage during quarantine should have the same store policy as Best Buy. If I'm not happy with the product after three months, I can return it or at least make an exchange. All right, and finally, a heartwarming story out of Massachusetts. A chain of hospitals there has started a new tradition called a Code Rocky. And what that means is whenever a patient is discharged, after being successfully treated for COVID-19, all available staff reports to the lobby and they applaud the patient while they play them the theme song from the Rocky movies. And I don't care what anyone says, this is so great. Can you imagine they play the Rocky music? You know, it's such an inspirational tune when you're getting out of the hospital, getting back into life. And then I'm assuming when, when you get your bill, they play you the theme from Jaws. How much? You gotta be careful with that music though. Cause that Rocky music really gets people going. I mean, what if you play it for the patient and it ends up pumping up the coronavirus instead? I was about to throw in the towel, but that music makes me believe I can do it. It's time for the second wave. Ba -ba -ba. All right, that's your ray of sunshine. Let's get straight into the headlines. All right, let's kick it off with some international news, starting in North Korea, the country with a 60-year head start on social distancing. Last night, the world was rocked by reports that Kim Jong-un, supreme leader and man who cut his own hair before quarantine, may be gravely ill after secretly undergoing heart surgery. And this was major news. I mean, I didn't know Kim Jong-un had a heart. It's crazy. Now, honestly, I feel like what probably happened here is Kim Jong-un just didn't want to get on a family FaceTime call so he made up an excuse and then it spun out of control. Another FaceTime, Ah, oh, Just, I don't know, tell them, tell them I've got a, like a, like a heart issue. Yeah, tell them I've got something wrong with my heart. Oh, that's genius, Supreme Leader. Because of your condition, they'll believe it. What, what condition? You, you know. <laughs> now, North Korea has completely trashed these rumors and they have said not only is Kim Jong-un alive and well, but he even threw a big party at his house just this weekend. <laughs> Seems legit to me. Meanwhile, over in Kenya, the governor of Nairobi came up with an interesting way to get his people through the coronavirus crisis. In Kenya, the governor of Nairobi is facing criticism for putting bottles of Hennessy in coronavirus care packages to residents. Governor Mike Sanko calls the liquor, quote, throat sanitizer. I think it has uh, created some uh, mixed reactions. Why am I giving some small bottles of Hennessy in the, the food pack? I think from the research uh, which has been conducted by the World Health Organization and various health organizations, it has been revealed that uh, uh, alcohol uh, plays a, ve a very major role in killing uh, the coronavirus. If you see, you, know, you take any sanitizer and you check the alcoholic content, you'll find out each sanitizer has uh, above 70% of alcohol uh, uh, content. Okay, drinking Hennessy might help you with many things. It can help you dance better, uh, it can help you relax, uh, and it can probably help you try a Busta Rhymes song at karaoke. But the one thing, the one thing it will not do is help you cure coronavirus. First of all, it's not 70% alcohol, it's only 40%, which is too low to kill the virus. And 
no matter how strong it is, drinking alcohol doesn't kill viruses. Please, people, we need to understand this. So do not drink Purell. Don't try that. And don't date it either. I'll never forget that. Now, I will say this. While this governor's health advice isn't great, I gotta admit, his corona fashion game is pretty strong, man. I mean, look at that, man. Huh? Look at that. He looks like the most Florida man in Africa. Huh? The last king of NASCAR. He looks like a transformer who got stuck. All right, and finally, from the start of this pandemic, Germany has been one of the most thorough countries when it comes to testing for coronavirus. And now, they are taking it to the next level. As part of a new program, German police are knocking on random doors and then asking people if they can test their blood for coronavirus antibodies. And they're doing all of this to see how many people in Germany have already recovered from the virus. And I mean, this is truly next level. It's like a cool idea and it's amazing that they can do it, but... But you, I mean, you gotta assume it's gonna make a few people uncomfortable. Knock, knock. This is the German police asking you to open the door, but in like a cool, chilled out way. <laughs> you know, not, not like other ways that we've asked people to open. I mean, it wasn't even around. We're just here to test the purity of your blood. Oh my God, that doesn't sound good either. It's okay, I'll be the same. All right, that's it for the headlines. Let's jump straight into the big story. As coronavirus continues to sweep across America, leaders are trying to figure out the right balance between keeping people safe and keeping the economy moving, while the rest of us are trying to figure out if we can grow tomatoes by planting some ketchup. Spoiler alert, you can. And even though medical experts say it's still too soon to reopen the economy, a number of governors have announced that they're ready to start easing restrictions. For instance, in Georgia, Governor Brian Kemp has announced that businesses like gyms, hair salons, and bowling alleys are free to reopen by Friday. Yeah, I'm not a governor, but I'll be honest, this seems like a very strange decision. You know, bowling alleys? I feel like that should be the last place to reopen. You know, bowling, if you think about it, it's a sport based around sticking your fingers into a ball that other people just stuck their fingers into. You might as well tell people to join a competitive sneezing league. But while some are opening up their states, President Trump has announced that he's shutting down the border. In a 10 p.m. tweet last night, Trump declared that due to coronavirus, he's going to sign an executive order suspending all immigration into the United States. And my only question is, who is even immigrating right now? I don't even like going to the grocery store. You telling me there's other people out there who are like, hey, honey, uh, I'm gonna go to another country. Do you want me to grab anything for you? But this is a big step for Trump. Because remember, two-thirds of his wives have been immigrants. So closing the immigration system is Trump's version of deleting Tinder. And look, like most of Trump's tweets, we don't know how seriously to take this, but it obviously has some people alarmed because after all, he is the president. Hashtag not my president because they didn't accept my ballots. And surprisingly, some of that alarm is even coming from the president's own advisors, Fox News. Many families here, including mine, we have au pairs and we rely on them. I go to work at three o'clock in the morning, so I need her there and I need her in my house so that she can help me with my daughter. So many families rely on childcare from other countries. These au pairs come here on work visas. They have to go back to their country to get the, the visas renewed. And we've been talking in my house about how that's gonna happen. So these are all things, these are questions that we have that, that hopefully the president will roll out a plan and we'll all be um, informed on how this is gonna affect all of our lives. Okay, first of all, many families here do not have au pairs. 
In fact, 0.03% of families in America have au pairs. Yeah, you're more likely to have a show on Quibi than have an au pair. So look, instead of trying to act like this is an everyone thing, what she should really say is, damn, this new thing Trump did is really gonna affect me, so now I really care. Because this is what a lot of people do with President Trump. They're willing to tolerate him because his actions don't affect them personally. And this isn't unique to politics, please. People do this all the time. I mean, people, people even do it with jokes. Yes, oh my God, Nigerians are funny. <laughs> yeah, Indians, Indians do that all the time. <laughs> that is totally Brazil. Wait, what did you say about Russians? Uh, it, it was just another joke. Okay, I wait for you outside and then we make more joke. Now, if President Trump goes through with this immigration ban, it'll be yet another policy he's pushing through during the corona pandemic. In fact, his administration has already shut down visa applications. They've paused the refugee program. They've blocked migrants from seeking asylum. And during corona, Trump's EPA even decided to drastically cut enforcement of environmental regulations. So don't forget, while you're finally getting around to watching Ozark and trying to bake bread for the first time, Donald Trump, he's also using coronavirus as an opportunity to do all the things he always wanted to do. The only difference is when quarantine is over and you throw away your bowl of yeast, Trump's hobbies are gonna keep going for a very long time. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Daily Social Distancing Show. You know, like most of us, Jordan Klepper has been self-quarantining. So he's been reaching out to experts in survivalism and disaster preparation to figure out how best to manage his new life. And he does it in a new segment we call Surviving and Thriving with Jordan Klepper. In my new series, I'm learning how to survive and thrive while sheltering in place. Last time, I talked to prepper Stephen Renee, who's an expert at fortifying the home. This is the hardened bunker. Does nobody want to paint the wood? Now, I'm talking to a survivalist who's an expert at fortifying the body, Pat Mack. Bam. I've interviewed Pat before. He served 22 plus years in Army Special Ops, trains police forces, authored the book Sentinel, Become the Agent in Charge of Your Own Protection Detail, and has nothing but great tips online for surviving. It's pandemic. Pandemonium. If anybody's gonna know, it's gonna be Pat. Pat Mack, good to see you again. Jordan, good to see you again, my man. I wanted to talk to you, Pat, because we spent some time together. You're the yep. most badass prepared guy I know. And mm -hmm. I'm a comedian, so I know a lot of improvisers and sketch folks, so. Right on, yeah, thank you. How, how do we prepare for what is going on? Well, <clears throat> preparing time is over. That uh. should have been done years ago. You know, the frantic search for toilet paper. What's that all about anyway, toilet paper, why? Well, I mean, that makes the most sense to me. Out of right. all of the chaos, that I get. But what if we didn't have water? You know, what if the water system were working? Where would you poop then, you know? I mean, you gotta have something like this right here, you know, so a portable pooper. You had that so on the ready. I've got a bunch of uh, bags in there. They're biodegradable. Not to brag, but I actually have a working one of those toilets at home. And when it's not working, I just go to the gym. I can and have talked defecation all day, but this is about real survival tips. Time to get our blaze on. So right now, We've got to embrace the suck, you know? We've got to embrace the ass wound of this thing. Embrace the ass wound of this thing. Is that Oscar Wilde? No idea. What should people be doing in a situation that we're in right now? You know, this is a great opportunity 
for self-improvement. And if you're Pat, that self-improvement means working out with things you find lying around you, like whatever this is. I came to the right place. How does a guy like me who's stuck indoors stay physically fit? So you've got to keep things interesting. And you can't neglect the transverse plane. The transverse plane? You know, rotational exercises. Because you got to keep your back and core strong. So in the transverse plane lives life-saving and ass-kicking. If I'm not doing this, I'm going to kick zero asses. That's right. Zero asses are going to be kicked unless you work the transverse plane. All right, so utilize stuff that I have around the apartment? Yeah, you got anything heavy? Let me see. Let me see. I got, I got books. I got, I got infinite jest and sapiens. Sapiens is good. So you can hold them out at arm's length, and then you can do lateral raises. Up and down. Yep, there you go. Ah. I, see a little, I can see a little bit of uh, little sweat driplets forming on your forehead. With Pat's guidance, I was able to have an intense workout ah. using common household yeah. items. Roll it up tight. Roll it up tight and then unroll it. Yep. And some of my favorite digestives. Do you know what to do with Chinar? I got no idea what to do with Never even heard of it. Four, five, one, two, three. Assist with your legs. Assist with your legs. Leg assist. Leg assist. Leg assist. Pegasus? Are you saying Pegasus? That's a good start point for today. I wouldn't recommend anything else because I'm pretty sure you haven't done anything in a while. No, that's that's very intuitive of you. The more time I spent with Pat Mack, the more reassured I was. Pat emphasized that this is not a time to panic and we will get through it. Don't beat yourself up if you weren't prepared. It's, it's human to err, but when we do, we have to learn from the past, prepare for the future and perform in the present. Yeah. Yeah! Let's do this! Let's yeah. do this! Get you some! Do no. this! No. Yeah. Right? That's what's in the house. In the house. Yes. Let's do this yeah. here. Thank you so much, Jordan. Don't pull your groin. When we come back, I'm going to be talking to Amanda Nguyen, CEO of the civil rights organization, RISE. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Daily Social Distancing Show. As you may know, April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And although coronavirus has dominated the news, we wanted to check in with civil rights activist Amanda Nguyen. Her organization, RISE, has just announced a new program, Survivor Safe Haven, to support survivors of rape and sexual assault who are affected during the corona pandemic. Check it out. Amanda, welcome to the Daily Social Distancing Show. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it is really great to have you on the show now. Um, unfortunately, for a, a topic that is oftentimes overlooked and more especially overlooked during the coronavirus pandemic, and that is the issue of sexual assault and, and abuse that is taking place um, in many people's homes and just in the places where they're staying. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now with, with your survivor program. Absolutely. Um, Trevor, this pandemic has been unprecedented in many ways, but in one way it's been tragically predictable. Just like you said, the spread of COVID-19 is being trailed by a spike of sexual violence. Um, a lot of people are feeling isolated right now. I think that's what a large part of the world feels. And so you can only imagine what survivors are feeling at this moment. And so that's why my team and I started a program. Last week, we rolled it out. It's called Survivor Safe Haven. It's a growing partnership with chefs, restaurants, grocery stores, basically places where people are still going to in the outside world. 
And these safe havens have posted flyers with a code word. It's Rise Up 19. And if someone mentions Rise Up 19, what they will know is that that staffer at that place has been trained to call hotline and to give them a safe place to take that phone call. And we've uh, spread this in D.C., New York, L.A., S.F., but we're trying to raise awareness um, to get this to as many survivors as possible. The first goal um, is to raise awareness uh, to get access to information and resources for survivors. But the second goal, which is just as important, is to let survivors know that they're not alone. It, it really is a, um, a paradox right now because for most of the world, the idea is stay at home so that you can be safe. For many survivors and people who are experiencing sexual assault or abuse, this is now almost the complete opposite. Staying at home is now staying in the place where there is the sexual assault or abuse. How do you try to help these people? Is there a way to get them out of these environments? Is there a way to get help into these environments? Because oftentimes, people don't have the luxury of leaving because they're tied to the space that is also tied to their abuse. Absolutely. And what we're trying to do is let people know that there are places that one will give them help either virtually or let them know that they have rights still. Um, so on our website, risenow.us slash COVID, there's a list of rights that are afforded to survivors. Even in these times, which can be, again, unpredictable, um, we still have rights. And it's really important for people to know that. By giving people a number and by giving them support, some would say, I mean, Amanda, what does this do for, for these people who are in these predicaments? But there, there has been clear research that has shown that having a way out or having someone to talk to makes a big difference. Tell us a little bit about why that aspect of support is so important. Um, there's this psychologist, uh, uh, Adam Grant, who has done a study called The Button. He wrote about it, Sheryl Sandberg wrote about it, and it's about an experiment. Um, in this experiment, researchers gave participants a very difficult task to do while stressing them out. It was a loud music playing intermittently. Um, and for some participants, they gave them a button. This button, should they choose to use it, would shut off um, the music. And those who had the button were calmer, performed better, but the kicker is that actually none of the participants pressed the button. And the conclusion of the study was that people just knowing that there was an option for them, that they had agency, did better. And this program, Survivor Safe Haven, is meant to be an, a button of sorts. It's meant to tell survivors that we are here for you, the community is there for you, and you are not alone. The community is, 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 is one aspect of giving people support, but as we've learned all too often, unfortunately, unless there is some governmental support or structures in place, uh, you know, stamping out abuse, whether it be sexual or physical, is, is, a, is a tall task. Is there any support coming in from the federal government during this time, from state government, um, to try and assist um, these people, especially women? who are being affected by sexual assault and abuse? Actually, Trevor, that's one of the main things that we at RISE are trying to do right now. We've been talking with governors, with attorney generals, local leaders, and even trying to talk to the White House as well. Um, options like just recognizing that this is an issue all the way to holding executive orders um, to help survivors with civil rights right now. Well, thank you so much for that. If, if anybody wants to help with this cause, if, if somebody wants to participate in the program, if somebody wants to help the organization as a whole, what can they do? 
anyone can help right now. If you're a grocery store owner, a restaurant, or even someone uh, who wants to be an ally, you can go to risenow.us slash COVID, download the flyers and share them. Simple as that. Amanda, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, hopefully this won't be going on for too long and we'll see you on the other side. Thank you so much, Trevor. Well, that's our show for tonight. Before we go though, with businesses closing and people losing their jobs all over the country, lots of people are struggling to find a meal right now. And you can help them by donating to Feeding America. They're supplying food to millions of Americans every single day and they could really use your help. Even a dollar can get somebody a meal. Until tomorrow, stay safe out there, wash your hands, and remember, take temperature in a different hole every day just to spice things up. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.